Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. My name is Katie Christ, and in 2016, I wrote down in a journal that I was going to become unapologetically my best self. And my purpose is to help women do the same, whether that's overcoming body image issues, creating next level inner confidence, or up-leveling our emotional intelligence and sense of worth. I believe that by investing in and developing who we are, we can exponentially transform the world we live in. My mission is to create power and influence in the hands of women. These are conversations for those ready to rise. This is the Allured Life Podcast. <laughs> Let's go all in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Youngdahl. So today, what we're going to be talking about is a really, and, and by the tone of my energy right now, I want this to land my intention for this episode, this podcast is for it to be a coaching session for you to download something in your heart, in your body, in your essence of what you know to be true from me and collapse time around this concept of body wisdom, around this concept of feminine energetics, of this dance between the masculine the masculine energy of the doing and the results based and this dance of the feminine energy of fulfillment of desire of this ebb and flow and this hunger and aliveness and this just striving for more and feeling and just this life-giving force that's the conversation i want to have with you is to tap into, and this is a conversation for the women who listen to this, who are watching this, who are seeing this, feeling this, that are go, 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 results driven, my high achieving women, the ones that are always chasing after the next thing or wanting more going more, faster, do it. The ones that say, I achieve, I go, I strive, I am successful oriented, I'm an achiever. The ones that feel that, that know that about themselves, yet feel not enough, yet feel like they're struggling, let, that feel like they have to plan and plan and get ahead of things and, and make sure that like, if they're not, if they don't have their eye on the game or the eye on the ball, or if they're not in it going, striving, if they take their, their foot off the gas pedal, what's going to happen? There's that question. There's that inner question of, I don't, I don't know. I'm talking to the women that are the go go all in type of women that want success that have ambition that have drive yet they go through their day and some days they're not fulfilled they don't feel like they're seeing success they want more of it actually and in fact they actually feel like they might be failing at some certain things and 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 not everything right they they look at their life and they're like i i love my life yet there's something, there's something missing. There's something just not, it's like you're a little bit away, but not yet there. That's who I'm talking to because that's who I've been very much. So very much so. And so this conversation, this coach, I'm going to coach you right now on body wisdom. And I want to say right now for you, listen, to this and take what take what is good from this conversation because I'm pouring my heart into this and I know this to be true for me and it has taken me 2018 19 1 2 3 4 what are we 2023 18 19 20 21 22 23 it is taking me six years in the personal development space to get this for this to land for me. So if this, if you can pick this up quicker, that's my hope for you. And I also have a, a, a worry and I, I'm not blaming myself for it taking this long. And, and if you are, if you listen to this and you're like, I, I don't know, Katie, this doesn't, 
this might not land right away for you. It took me six years to get this. It took me six years to understand this level of body wisdom, this level of feminine energetics, and this importance of it. The importance of listening to me, of developing my own intuition, of listening to, of honestly realizing that the feminine energy side of me, the one that has the wisdom, that has the knowing without relying on intellect or without relying on knowledge base, without relying on results or seeing strategies or seeing what other people are doing and saying, okay, I want what they have, tell me what to do, taking it from there and going from that strategy or that base of knowledge or that type of information to say like that is important, but what more, what's more important is that I have an inner compass inside of me that tells me exactly what's right for me, my life, what has God intended for me, the universe, mother nature, your best version of yourself that you know is to be true, whatever you believe in, there is a path specifically for you. And we can tap so much into that and we can tap into it. And when we tap into it, things happen like magic, which I know is for those that are very cerebral, that those are very fact-based that those are very like give me I know the science about success I know the science about motivation I know the science about habit implementation I know the science about when you do x y and z you get x y and z you get result (laughs) it's like what comes after z nothing Uh, (laughs) I know the people that are very cerebral when I say you tap into your own wisdom and it becomes like magic, I know, I know people will be like, this is fluff, Katie. I know that. And I also know I have struggled with that and I've tried to find, and I found it in six years of personal development. So if if your mind right now is getting in the way of this, I act, just... I just ask you, play with me for a little bit, for however long this podcast is going to be, this episode is going to be. Play with this and just get out of your head and get into your body. Get into your heart, what feels good right now. So a little backstory of my personal development journey started, I remember the moment. I remember the moment where I was like, this isn't it, Katie, this isn't right. Something is so, 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 so wrong, very wrong with the way that you're going about life right now. It was, I was, it was in 2018 and I was at my apartment. I was at grad school. Um, I was dating Ryan. It was our first year of dating. Ryan's my husband. If nobody knows that, (laughs) my husband of a couple of months, (laughs) Um, we were dating and I was working out. I was doing a, um, bikini body. If anybody is like Kayla, it's sneeze or think something. She's Australian, I think, or New Zealand, one of those. Uh, It was one of her workouts. I had the app and a big focus for me. I was going to grad school for, to study body image perception. Um, Up until then, I really struggled with my own body. Um, And in having conversations about kind of what I wanted to do career-wise, I thought I wanted to go in and um, get, become a dietitian. Um, and then kind of talking with a few people, it, I remember I was talking to my uncle, uh, he was like, Katie, I don't know if that's the right course for you. It's, it's dietitians are kind of, <laughs> I apologize if anybody's listening to this and you're a dietitian, they're like, the dietitians are like the, uh, the accountants <laughs> in the, in the weight loss, the body, the wellness sphere. <laughs> um, and I was like, and I don't like math. So I was like, nope, no, no, no. Uh, and he's like, well, what about grads where you study the development and the psychology behind how you really develop your body image perception. What are the factors that go into it? The the motivation, what influences it? How does social media play into this? Kind of more of the social behavioral science. So 
That's what I did. I followed. I was like, okay, I want to know more about why I have such a hard time feeling confident in my own skin, why I shame my body, why I don't love my body. Why is it so hard for me to lose weight when I have been focusing on exercising and focusing on eating well? Why do I why is it some days that I feel good about myself and I, and I want to go to the gym because I have ambition and desire and I know that I can go do it because I see other people? And then why are other days where I also go to the gym again because I hate the way that I look and I'm holding on to my, my flab and I say, go away and I'm going to make you go away by running myself into the ground with this HIIT workout. I wanted to know what, what's going on here. What's the science behind everything behind what I want. So I went to grad school and I, I honestly, I, I, I loved grad school, but in this moment I was working out in my apartment by myself. I had my yoga mat and I had my weights. And I remember Ryan texted me, okay, babe, you want to hang out later today? So we used to do this thing since we were doing long distance um, where we would watch a show on Netflix or Amazon Prime, Hulu, uh, and we watch it together or we'd watch a movie and we would put the, the phone on. This is a great, if you are doing long distance, I highly recommend this. We would put the phone on um, speakerphone, but then we would mute each other so you don't like hear the episode going on through the phone. That would be very annoying. Uh, but we would mute each other. And when we wanted to say something to each other, we would just unmute ourselves and say it. So it was almost like we were sitting there watching TV together or watching a movie. Um, it was really, really amazing. I, I loved it. Um, and so he said, hey, you want to watch like a show together tonight? And I saw that text and I immediately started to bawl and hyperventilate. And it was then that I realized I was having my first anxiety attack. Triggered by my boyfriend saying, hey, do you want to hang out? What? How, how does my boyfriend, who I, I don't, I don't know if I told him I loved him at that point yet. <laughs> I think I did. I think I did. Who I love, who loves me, wants to relax and watch a show together. And that triggered an anxiety attack. But what was behind that anxiety was I didn't get what I wanted to get done for that day. I wanted to work out in the morning that day. Didn't do that. It was five o'clock or six o'clock. I wanted to work on my thesis, work on research. Didn't get to that. Uh, I, I went into work, but I didn't feel fulfilled from that day of work with my graduate assistantship. There was just this huge sense of you're not enough feeling. So why do you deserve a night of, if you didn't get the results that you wanted for that day, no, you can't, you can't hang out with your, your boyfriend. Or there was just this, it, that was truly it. And even right now, trying to explain what I felt, I, I can't explain it with words. I can't explain it with my thoughts. I can't explain it with comprehension because it was body wisdom coming through right then and there a really ugly, really not great feeling of this, of saying to me, Katie, you are doing this wrong right now. This is not the way. Do not do it like this. What are you doing? Stop. My body was telling this, like I had these just ravaging emotions coming through that just had enough. And the only way to get through for me to actually say something was wrong was for, for me to sit there. And while I was doing something that usually like curved my anxiety, alleviated my anxiety. Cause I, I did, I, I knew at that moment I struggled with anxiety. I had these times of, of just like, ah, and I always felt great after a workout. It almost was like I, I just kind of let the anxiety move through me. But it wasn't happening then. This anxiety came up while I was working out. 
And I couldn't, I just couldn't get it out. I couldn't get it out. And the only way it came out was through tears and through heavy breathing and through not even breathing, couldn't, couldn't breathe, gasping for breath. If anybody's had an anxiety attack, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Where you can't, you are, you can't breathe. You can't breathe. You can't catch your breath. And so what I didn't know then, but what I know now is this difference of, of where I was walking, of who I was being in that moment. So there's a, there's an energy of how we do things. There's an energy to it. And and this is something that we're not taught. There's not a lot of conversations about this, that who you are dictates what you have and who you are is, this is, this is the, this is the key. Who you are is nothing is there's nothing that you could ever do no results that you can ever achieve nothing that you can ever grasp onto that will create who you are there's no amount of money that will create who you are there's no amount of success that will create who you are there's not a partner in your life that when you have that partner he or she or they will create who you are. There's no job that creates who you are. There's no, there's no nothing. Everything that we, because that's what we do, right? When we're asked, who are, hey, hi, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Katie Youngdahl. And who am I? I am, insert job, I do this. I have achieved this. I am what the world sees me do as my job. I am the results that I have achieved through my life. I am a mom. I am a wife. I am a coworker. I have gotten this raise. I have gotten myself into this, this part of the career, this position. I have done this but that is not who you are. And if who you are directly dictates or influences what you have, we're missing something then. Cause we, we, we think that our life is all about what we have. It's, it's, it's the results that we get and we put it into the results that we get in the time frame that we've given it. We talk about conversations of in this year, I did this, or in this time frame. in five years, I'm going to do this. In 10 years, this is my 10-year goal. This is my 10-year plan. In this season of my life, in the fall that I'm going to do this, in the spring, I'm going to do this. In the, in the summer, this is what I'm doing. But that's not who you are inherently. The results, the success, that's not who you are. And it's not like we can have these things. We want these things. This is where the dance of the masculine and the feminine really oh, is so dang beautiful. Because it's a result. We, we Right then and there, I was looking at, I wanted in my life, I wanted the results. I wanted the job. I went to grad school because I wanted a better job than what I had before. I wanted the passion. I wanted the relationship. But I... In that moment, in being in grad school, I wasn't there yet. I wasn't there yet. That was the feeling constantly. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. When I get this, when I lose the weight, when I have the, like when I, me and Ryan have a ring on the finger, like that was the next step. When I have this, when I get this result, when I get my master's degree, when I start my own business, or at the time I was like, when I go into a, get my PhD, when I become a professor, that was the dream. That's what I thought I wanted to do. Wanted to be a professor. When I have this, then I will feel this. Then I will feel good. But I don't have that yet. I don't have that yet. And so when we constantly, when we're in the paradigm of just the results-driven paradigm, it will always feel, I don't have it yet. 
I don't have it yet. And that's, that's the world that we live in where it's constantly feeling like I have to plan. I have to go. I have to figure things out. I have to do, I have to figure like, I I don't want to fail. If we're living in the results, this is the biggest thing right here. The biggest, the biggest, the biggest, the biggest thing is that right now, if you're anything like me of, of living in this world of the results space, the very masculine energy focus paradigm world that we're all in because that's what's been conditioned when we live in there so much of it is fear-based so much of it we don't want to fail we don't want to we don't want it we do not want to fail we don't want to disappoint that's not on the plan the plan is I will get this result. And a lot of the times the plan is I will get this result as long as I don't have to feel failure. We don't, we don't. And that's why we plan. That's why we're constantly thinking of what's the best strategy. What's the best way to do something. What's the best way to get from X, from A to B, where I don't fall off, where I don't see failure. We don't like, that's where we're caught. If, if you, Again, if you're just know this to be true, feel this into your body. If you're constantly thinking about what needs to be done, how do you do it better? What do you, what are the pivot? What are like the things that you need to be doing or avoiding? And you're not where you are right now. And you're feeling that maybe just maybe there's a fear that's holding you back right now. And it's this fear of failure this fear of disappointment, this fear of not being enough, this fear, this fear, this fear. Because isn't that the truth that when we we start something, we're like, okay, how, how do I get here and avoid what I don't want to see? How do I get get this result without experiencing failure? That's the crux of a lot. Just look at everything right now. Think about everything that you have, you want, everything that you want that you haven't gotten, whether it's losing weight, whether it's the relationship, whether it's a certain amount of money in the bank, a raise, uh, to speak or to be confident speaking, like to just, what do you want that you haven't gotten that you've been thinking about and wanting and desiring? And just ask yourself, it's just like, look at your approach of how you've been going about achieving that goal. Just just really be so blatant, so honest with yourself. And I want you to ask yourself the question is, where may I, where do I limit myself from showing up? from going all in because the flip side of that there's a flip side to everything we get it or we don't we succeed or we fail we achieve it or we find out that we can't handle that level of what we wanted where do you limit yourself because the energetic match of that desire the pain side you're not willing to feel. I'll repeat that. Where do you limit yourself in having the things that you want? Because the energetic match of that, the pain of the flip side, you're not willing to feel it. For instance, let's say you want to lose weight. You've been trying to lose weight. You've been trying your hardest to lose weight. And you feel like the moment, this actually happened with a client of mine. You say, the moment I lose weight, I'm going to be happy. It's like the one thing in my life that I'm not happy about. And with doing some deep work with her of uncovering these, these inner beliefs, it's, hey, maybe I'm actually afraid that when I do lose the weight, what if that's not what, why I'm unhappy? What if it's a part of some part of my personality? 
What if it's deeper than just the weight? What if there's there's some unstuck, there's there's something about me that I hate about me, but I have the weight on my body because I'm unwilling to actually have the courage to look at what I despise about myself because it is scary to look at what you despise about yourself. What if it's, I want to have a certain level of success in my life, but where, where may I be limiting myself? Because can I handle the pain of going all in for this dream? And I can't handle it, that I fail, that I let things slip through my fingers. Can you handle anything that you want for all? I'll be, I'll be real with you for, for me looking at my life. It was, I felt like I couldn't handle there was when I, when I was doing this deep, deeper work of like really meditating or journaling on this, I I started to feel a lump in my throat and this lump in my throat. I, I know this feeling. This is the feeling of before I'm about to cry feeling this unworthy feel like I I'm not, I'm not worthy enough to feel this, this desire, this, there was so much rooted into it. And it was really looking at, okay, the things that I want in my life and I don't have them right now. Why? Because can't, do I know it to be true that the flip side of that desire, the pain of that desire, can I hold it? And for me, the answer was, no, I don't think I can. Can you hold, if you have a desire for influence, can you handle people judging you? If you have a desire for success, can you handle failing? Can you handle people telling you no? Can you handle people trying to drag you down because they see you doing something that they can't? Can you handle disappointing people? When you say, Katie, this is this is a true, true, true statement. You say, Katie, you want to be the best coach out there. Can you handle a client saying to you, you're not, you're not helping me. You're not enough. This isn't working. You failed me, Katie. I had to sit with myself on this one really hot, like deeply can, if I want to be the best coach out there and I want to work with amazing, beautiful women out there that are high achievers that are ambitious women. And I want like a deep connection with these women. I want them to know, I want to know them. I want to know their heart and I want them to know me and know my heart. Okay. What's the absolute worst case scenario that could 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 happen i have a client that i give my whole heart to and i and and just give everything to them and they reject me they say you are not worthy you are not enough you do not know everything you didn't help me you didn't say what you your heart wanted you're a liar you're the worst. Can I handle that pain? When I went through this exercise, going through it, I I questioned if I could. I questioned it. And I was like, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can hold the pain of the flip side of what we desire. And that's just looking at, there's, there's no like for every desire that you have, this is a very, this is a, you, this is an introspective conversation right now. And, and, and introspection means going in, doing inner looking, going inward focus. This is just, this is so subjective to each and every, every single person. It's to ask ourselves and look out, okay, this is my desire. This is what I want. This is the good. This is the great. And with every desire comes a flip side. 
And for me, it's just looking at, okay, what's the absolute worst case scenario that would come if I go for this goal? And it's not, it's not saying that this is going to happen, right? But in my brain, in my body, it's, it could, there's no saying, there's no saying this is not a possibility at all, right? It could. And can I handle it? Can you handle the absolute worst case scenario? No matter what that worst case scenario is, no matter what your brain, this doomsday, like, like, woo, like doomsday, doomsday, this is the worst case scenario. Whatever your brain, your creative, imaginative, every like worst case scenario possible that can pop into your brain that pops up, can you handle it? And don't be judgmental to the things that do come up. Because even if you say it out loud or you write it out and you're like, there is no possible way that this could ever happen. Or there is a one in a bajillion chances that this will ever happen. Just the fact that you wrote it out as thinking of this is the worst case scenario, that's the fear. Because if it wasn't in your brain, if it wasn't felt in your body that this could happen, that would not have been your answer. What's the worst case scenario? And like a true answer, don't be a sarcastic little like, <laughs> like worst case, and I don't know. Worst case scenarios, we die. I, I don't know. But that, it, but that could be the fear. Worst case scenario, they die. Worst case scenario, they're taken away from me. That's been of looking at my relationship with Ryan. If I want the best, oh, just amazing relationship with Ryan. What's the worst case scenario? It's that I have, I have the love of my life and he's taken away from me. If I felt like I couldn't handle that, and hold that, I that would make me love Ryan a little bit less to protect myself from that. And so the work here is we're going and we're going and we're going and we're going and we're so results driven and we want the success. We want that. We want it. We want it. We want it. But a lot of the times when we're in this go, go, go mentality, we're doing that as more of a protection. It's it's one, it's it's because we're conditioned. We're conditioned in this world that like results are good. We get validated from results. We get validation. We are, you are a productive person in this world. You are someone that looks worthy enough. You are an influential person. You are someone that I should listen to because you've done X, Y, and Z that you've gotten this certificate and that certificate, or you've gotten this promotion or that promotion or this leadership or this honor, honorability, honorable mention. I don't know. We look for validation because we've been taught that. And two, we go and we go and we go and we are always constantly in fix it mode. Fix it, fix it, fix it. If it's not working, okay, what's new? What's the next strategy? Let's try something new. Let's try something again. Let's go. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's let's keep striving. We're, we're a go-getter, right? And a lot of the time that is because we are, it's a defense mechanism against actually feeling the emotion. Feeling the emotion of failure, feeling the emotion of disappointment, holding these emotions and actually feeling them. We do not like that whatsoever. Back in grad school, I had anxiety. 
and I kept pushing it. I said, okay, I'm going to work it. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to have a plan to actually achieve, to get my thesis done quicker. So I don't feel this anxiousness like looming over me. And the anxiety kept getting louder and worse and worse and worse until it screamed its bloody head off to me, roared its everlasting emotion to say, listen to me. I need to be felt. Now we're afraid of that. So we just keep going and we pushing. And that's what exactly what I was doing. And our body knows better. We know better. Our best versions of ourselves will know better. So these emotions are not going to go away. And so instead of being in this masculine results driven, go, 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 not enough, keep going. We're not there until we're there. Focus what we actually need to be focusing on is tapping into the feminine of the focusing on fulfillment first. And to really tap into the hardest work of being in more of our emotions, of focusing every single day on am I fulfilled? And that's what I am grading my day on, my fulfilled life on. It's not the results that I get for that day. It's do I feel fulfilled? The scary part about that, the scariest part, and the part that we need to start to strengthen is our ability to hold the pain and our ability to know that that pain is our compass. It's our navigation system. It is a good thing to feel these emotions. But again, we we don't do this. We don't do this because like I just said before, two reasons. One is it does not feel good to do this. We don't want to feel these emotions. We don't want to feel like a failure. We don't want to feel disappointment. We don't want to feel fear. And so instead, we've been trained to just go into fix-it mode. To say, okay, let's let's go harder. Uh, obviously, I didn't do enough, so let's do more. And in that is our constant. This is where people talk about burnout. It's because we're going, going, and doing, and doing, and we're we're always planning, and we're always planning, we're always planning to avoid the pain, the fear, the disappointment, the judgment. We're walking a real tight, tight rope is one reason. And the other reason is we ha- it's not taught to us that and it's not even valued to go for fulfillment rather than results. We're not we're not valued in that. It's actually looked upon if we say okay, I don't feel like doing it, we look we look like we're a failure. You want this results and you don't feel like it. There's something holding you back. Something that's like, you're, you're just like, oh, I really just don't want to do this. Like I'm dreading this. When we have that feeling, we're, we're shamed upon. We're like, you're being lazy. You're not strong enough. You're not doing like, what's wrong with you? To tap into our emotions, to say our emotions matter, to say that like we need to tap into what our body is saying, we have to create space for that is like, nobody talks about that. That's not a thing ever. It's what are you doing today? What's the results that you're getting today? Okay. What's your timeline looking like today? If I say I'm going to have an hour of feeling into myself and seeing if I'm on the right path to slow down, to be in tune with my body, What are your coworkers going to say about that? What's your husband who's more in the masculine going to say about that? Your partner? What does that look like? If your morning is spent on contemplation and journaling and meditating. What? Wow. She's got a lot of time. That's good good for her. I got all this other stuff to do. Lucky her. 
we get these remarks, right? These snooty remarks from other people if we're courageous enough to actually prioritize that. Or what's the biggest thing women say all the time? I don't have enough time for self-care. I don't have me time. I need me time. Or there's videos online of new moms that are just like, it's it's more of a thing to see new moms completely unraveled and hair a mess and spit up on their shirt and just like, just exhausted and drained. And that is clapped for versus the mom that's like, I got me and I got my baby and I got everything else. I've got this. I can do this. And I know I'm not a mom. So I know if I said that and that is harmful for you to hear, that's something that I'm, I look forward to. I'm so glad that I'm doing this work so that when I do become a mom, I know this stuff. And I know how important it is to prioritize my own inner knowing. Because instead of what we're doing right now, we're always looking for to fix it mode. We're always going about, we're striving for the person that we want to become. When we go into fix it mode, we're always saying, okay, how do I achieve this without feeling the flip side, the pain, the worst case scenario? And when we're doing that, we actually do a huge disservice for ourselves because we're tapping out that inner knowing of, hey, something's wrong, something's off. My anxiety was telling me the way that I was doing things was wrong. And honestly, it's taken me six years to understand that. Six years I've struggled with anxiety. Six years I've been in the personal development space, reading books, doing personal development courses, investing a shit ton of money on coaches. To just now realize I have an inner compass that I've just not been tapped into because I wasn't, I was afraid of fear of feeling the pain of the flip side. Because I wanted to know how do they do this? How do they do it? Tell me how to do it. I'm just, I'll, I'll do exactly what you want to do. I'll do exactly the program. I'll do exactly the meal plan. I'll do exactly the workout. I'll do the exact social media approach to lose the weight, to be in the body, to get the clients, to get the business. I'll just do it. Just tell me what to do. I'll do it. And I still struggled and I still felt anxious. I still felt like I wasn't doing it the right way. I still questioned myself. I still felt unworthy. I still felt like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if this is the right way. I still felt fear. I still woke up in the middle of the night being like, I'm not it. Like something's wrong. What's going on? I'm not enough. I'm going to fail. What if I fail? What if, oh my gosh. And instead of listening to those voices, I just kept pushing it down, pushing it down, saying, okay, let me just find another strategy. Let me read another book. Let me listen to another coach. Let me listen to another podcast. Instead of strengthening me and listening to myself and saying, I can handle this. I've got this. I can hold me. I can hold the pain. I can hold the fear. I can hold the failure. I got this. I can do this. I didn't know that to be the absolute truth until now. I kept saying it. I was like, I think so. I think I can. But I didn't know it to be absolutely true until now. Six years later of doing this work, of trying to find the science, of trying to find the facts. And this, again, it's not the strategy, the masculine, the doing, the results. Those are beautiful when they're in a dance with the feminine. When they're in the dance of just tapping into 
what do I want? How do I strive? Like, what am I hungry for? Is this the right one for me? And when I do have these and following, having the courage to follow, okay, you know what? Today, it feels good to do this, even though in my, like on paper, it's like, that doesn't make sense to go that path. But my body is telling me this is what feels good on paper. When, when people look at, okay, what's the normal way to do things? That's not the normal way to do things. You have to sit at your desk from five to nine. Whoa, <laughs> from nine to five. And you're supposed to sit in front of your computer and get the results like that. What are you doing? What are the results from the day that you've done? What have you done today? I followed my heart. I felt I did what felt good. I feel fulfilled today. Yeah, but what'd you do? I feel fulfilled. I feel good. Going from that first will lead to results being achieved. But it's the difference of having where you want the promotion and where your focus is just on the promotion, just on the promotion, just on the promotion. That's a focus and I'm working hard, I'm working hard, I'm working hard, I'm stressed out. I'm overwhelmed, I'm frustrated. And I sit down on the couch and just not think about things. I unplug versus... I am going to live the best life every single day. I am fulfilled every single day. And at the end of that five years, you're in a place that you've achieved so much that you I don't even you don't even know how you did that. It's the difference of those two. It's the difference of like I'm gonna just feel good today. And by me feeling good today, I'm going to attract in and people around me are going to feel good. They're going to be more fulfilled. And the more fulfilled we are, the more influence that we have on other people and people just start to follow you versus how do I get this client? What do I have to do to get this client? What do I have to do? Results. It's the difference between, and I have this, I have, there's a, I don't even know where it's at. Actually, I think it's over there. There's a big, my dad, when he was uh, a coach at University of Wisconsin, um, one of the a big saying that, that I was taught on is wolves don't lose sleep over the opinion of sheep. And so wolves have always been just kind of this really kind of this, this representation of striving, of achieving of leading, of doing things in a, in a way that is fierce, is hungry, is alive, is wild, wildly successful. Like wolves just had this depiction for me. And it's, I was in a a conversation and, and a coaching moment where they talked about why is it that some wolves are the alpha wolves? the alpha wolf, her, and they, and, and wolves just follow her. And she's like, I'm going to lead you to the water. I'm going to lead you to where we have to go. Follow me. That wolf isn't sitting there saying, here are all my strategies. These are the reasons if there's results that I had done. Can you, do you want to follow me? Be with me? Come like, let me convince you. An alpha wolf is just an alpha wolf because she knows it, because she believes it. And it's not her sitting there barking at the other wolf saying, trust me, I know, I know where the watering hole is. I know where it's at. Trust me. It's actually, if you go over there and you take a left and you go over, like, I have a map, guys. We got this. We like, follow me. Come on, come on. I have a map. We'll just follow this map. It's not that. That doesn't convince the other wolves to follow this specific wolf. It's she knows and she goes. And she says, I'm leading myself to this. And then it's the other wolves decide, I want what she's going for. So I'll follow. What do you want? Like you have to trust yourself to know. Not to have to rely on the strategies or the, and, and this is, Again, this is the dance. This is the good. This is the bad. But it's, it's, are you 
willing and strong enough and capable to be like, I am, I'm the, I'm the wolf. I'm the alpha. I know what I want. I'm going to get it. And if I go and there's not a watering hole in sight, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to survive. We're going to find it because that's who I am. That's who I am. Who I am is not dictated by the amount of money that you have, by the amount, the relationships that you have gotten, by the partner that you acquire, by the job that you have. Who I am is none of the results that you get. Who I am is who I am. I am the type of person I can handle the pain and the pain will change me for the better because that's who I am. I'm finding the watering hole because that's who I am. I can hold it. How do I know I can hold it? Because that's who I am. And it's knowing that everything that we want right now, the biggest thing that is most likely keeping you stuck is a fear that you cannot handle the flip side of your desire. This fear that you cannot handle the pain of what you want, of the pain of feeling fear, the pain of feeling disappointment, the pain of finding out that you actually don't want what you want and that you just wasted your time figuring it out. But the more that we tap into this and say, okay, it's okay, I'm ready to feel pain, that's our compass. So instead of driving where you're like, I'm going to drive and make sure that I avoid all, all like the, all the pain, all the pain, all the pain. We don't even get to the point at the end of the road where you're like, oh, I, I see that I, I didn't want this. This is not the right road for me. And instead of just like, we're not even getting to that point. But if we learn to trust ourselves and holding that to be able to be like, I am, I am willing to go on this road right now. And I'm willing to see what's at the end of the road. And at the, at the end of the road is something that I don't want. All it takes is that's my sign to just look. And when we look, there's another path right there and we go on there. And so it's this constant going. Okay, pain. Okay, hold that. Look, pivot. Where's the next thing? What's my, what is my intuition telling me? Okay, let's go on that road and go on that road and keep driving and keep driving. And it's, that's life. And in that life is if, if the focus is then on, it's not about the results because of the results, it would be either you're like, okay, I'm just going to California. I'm just going to California. I'm going to California. And that's only it. And you're like the whole way there, however long it's going to take you, you are like, I'm not there yet. 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 That is not a fun drive versus, okay, I'm going on this path. And my job on this path in this car is to be fulfilled. To have a road trip of a lifetime, to have so much goddamn fun. And at the end of that road, if it's not what I want, and if it hurts to see that I just drove like to the desert when I wanted a rainforest to be like, okay, I will be able to handle that. And all I have to do then is just look and see what, like my, my body will tell me where the next road is to that rainforest. Because that's the body wisdom. It's to go and make sure that we feel fulfilled, feel fulfilled on our way there. And then the moment we start to hit this body wisdom of this isn't right, something's off. That's the moment where we're looking at the desert and we can say, okay, thank you for this. Let's pivot. What's the next road? But instead, we go, we're in our brain so, so, so much. And that when we're on this road, we're thinking, okay, is this the right road? I don't know if this is the right road. Okay, oh my gosh. But now I'm like kind of struggling if this is the right road. And like, is it like, I, I don't know, like, can I, should I be turning here? I don't know. What's the map say? Okay, where's the map? Wait, that person's saying this is the right map. This is a different map. Wait, which way am I supposed to go? Turn left now. Okay, but And in that, like, because we're thinking so much, thinking our thoughts can provoke emotion. And so that's where it's scary 
to sometimes sit with our emotions. It's like, well, our thoughts provoke this emotion. And the emotion that we're thinking, that we're feeling based on our thoughts doesn't feel good because a lot of the times the thoughts are the doomsday, but we're not actually experiencing the doomsday just now. It's like the precondition, we're, we're at the doomsday without being at the doomsday right then. So that's where it's like, if we're already at the doomsday, we're already at the desert or the fear of getting to the desert while we're on the road, we're going to be driving so goddamn slow. And our our guidance system is out of whack. It's guiding us in a way. It's like, ah, what is, I'm getting input so many different ways from other people. What's your path? What's our system? What's our guidance system? We don't know that because we're not willing to be like, I'm going to go on this road and I'm going to prioritize feeling good on this journey and the moment something doesn't feel good it's not because of my thought that provoked this emotion it's my receiving of where i'm at and that receiving of where i'm at evoked the emotion that's wisdom it's not the thought that provokes the emotion it's the receiving of where you're at and actually like there's just there's a different way of doing it of tapping into this wisdom that we're just not taught quite often and all it takes truly will be practice but then also too it's just slowing down and creating space for introspection introspection I actually thought of this as well of ROI. So return on investment. That's a big, that's a business term. It's it's when we when we are investing our time, our resources, our efforts, we want to return on our investments. And through becoming the best version of us, sometimes the return on investment is a little wonky or it's not there yet. The results isn't there yet, but instead, what if our return on investment is a reminder for retrospection and introspection? Retrospection, to look at the past, to look at what's happened. And introspection is to look inside, look what's happening inside you. And that's your ROI, return on investment. The retrospection of what you've done of where you've gone, of where you've driven, of the strategies you've done, and the introspection of how am I feeling? What's going on here? What emotions am I feeling? Is this truly my emotion or is it a thought-provoked emotion? What's going on here? Like It's so much deeper work. But this work is beautiful work. And this work creates the stance it creates a stance of life and love and happiness and fulfillment versus us just chasing and running and sprinting. Trying to run away from pain, a fear of these emotions. And just by saying, okay, well, once I get this, then I won't feel this anymore. I'm running away from these pain, this emotion, this anxiety, this struggle. And when I get this, then I'll be good. That's not the way. It's not the way. So I want to play a song for you. And I hope this is, I hope we can do this on a podcast. If not, and I infringe on this artist's rights, I am so, 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 so sorry. I will cut this part and just recommend it uh, in the show notes. But this song by Andy Grammer called I Wish You Pain, I think will really encapsulate what I want for you moving forward.
I hope your doubts come like monsters and terrorize your dreams. I hope you feel the lonely hopelessness because no one else believes. I hope you question whether you ever really had a chance at all. I hope your fear is thick like poison that gets into your blood. I hope you push until you cannot breathe. It's still not enough. I hope you put your life out on the line. And everybody watches while you fall. Cause I love you more than you could know. And your heart, it grows every time it breaks. I know that it might sound strange. But I wish you pain. Wish you pain. It's hard to say. But I wish you pain. I hope people break their promises, leave you in the cold. I hope they beat your heart to pieces. Worse than you've ever known. I hope you finally arrive. Only to find you nowhere close. I hope you cry and tears come streaming down your face. I hope this life tries you with more than you thought you could ever take. I hope the help you want never comes. You do it on your own. Cause I love you more than you could know. In your heart it grows every time it fades. I know that it might sound strange, but I wish you pain. Wish you pain. It's hard to say, but I wish you pain. I love you more than you could even know. Been here before, and I just want to see you grow. I know that's a weird song to say, I wish you pain, but it goes with this theme of you can handle the flip side. You can handle the flip side of what you want, of what you desire. I know you can. And it's just, this will take practice, but it's just strengthening yourself. And it's taking the ego out so that like when you do experience failure, when you experience these pains that will come because you're opening yourself up to it, it's not creating a story where you're justifying why you feel this pain that you're saying this, you're, you're, if you listen to last week's episode of the blame and the shame and the fault, you're putting that onto somebody else, or if you're putting the blame and shame and fault onto you as well. Great women do not blame, shame, and fault. They do not blame, shame, and fault others. And they most importantly do not blame, shame, and fault themselves. They know they can handle the pain. And they know that the pain is there for a good reason. And it'll shift them and change them for the better because it's who they are. It's who you are. It's who I am. 
So guys, I know this was a big conversation and this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's just the tip of it. And so if you'd like to deepen these conversations with me, know that I have opportunities. You can reach out to me. Um, or if you'd really want to go in on these, I have one-on-one coaching opportunities to dive and have these conversations that have been six years in the making for me, but hopefully a time collapse for you. But also this this work, this work is everything for me. It's been everything. It's it's living a fulfilled, happy, abundant, life-giving energy and and life. It's given me so much. And it's not complicated work, but it's not simple either, where it's you go at it and you go at it and you go all in with the fear of the flip side and the pain, knowing that you're going to be okay, knowing that you've got this. And know that you don't have to do it alone, but know that you can, and I know you can do it. So if you'd like to continue doing one-on-one coaching with me, I have two packages open. One is the Go All In uh, Intensive, which is a three-month intensive. It's, it's looking at one specific area of your life, and we go all in hard. Or if you're like, this is, this is it, Katie. I want all of what you've got. Iconic is for you, which is a 12-month program of us uncovering and going all in time and time and time again so that you are iconic. You become iconic. It is an iconic time of your life and you are an iconic version. Changes everything. So I love you and I hope some moment this week takes your breath away. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women listening. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your friends. Or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Don't forget, if you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Katie Christ. See you back here next week.